Hello guys, welcome back to the Talk Crystal Palace podcast. My name is Ollie. Hope you're all having a good start to the week. I've definitely had better starts to the week yesterday. Got COVID for the first time officially. Uh, two years on, uh, I did two years, two good years of escaping it, but it's finally caught me. Um, but you know what? I'll take that. I think two years is a good stint, good run. My girlfriend got it last week. It was kind of inevitable that I was going to catch it as well. Um, but you know what? Yeah, I'm good. No no symptoms, so I can't really complain. Um, I was going to upload midweek last week and even straight after the Brentford game uh, on Saturday, but I thought it'd be better to kind of look back on the Norwich-Brentford games as a collective, um, you know, a post-mortem of sorts on those two games and then look forward uh, to what those results mean for our season, you know, bigger picture as well uh, about where we should be aiming, you know, kind of how would I rate our season so far, I suppose, because it was a big week, you know, looking at this week in isolation, I think people were slightly anxious about it um, and it started off horrendously, 60 seconds less than into the Norwich game, we went 1-0 down. Um, Look, that goal really frustrated me because it it just exposed two glaring problems with our squad. The first one being Joel Ward. Like, Joel Ward has been an absolute legend of Palace in my time of supporting them. You know, he joined in 2012 uh, or 2013, sorry, around that time. Been in nearly 10 years. Been starting right back basically every single season bar one. That's insanely good. But it's also damning of a team... Uh, like Palace, we should have moved on from him. I know Nathan Ferguson is in the fray, but he just can't stay fit. I imagine it's probably a top priority right back uh, in the summer, given the news about Kiate potentially getting an extension. Uh, he got completely skinned, Ward, uh, by an average winger who didn't have to do much to go around him at all. All of a sudden, our back four, or at that point, back three, is completely exposed. Um, and then the ball is pulled back into the exact area where Kiate would have been there normally to just smash it away. He wasn't there because we don't have anyone else who can play there at the moment. Uh, and it's 1-0 Norwich. One thing I will say, actually, is fair enough to Vieira for not playing Luca, who has been horrendous. It could be very easy to put him there just for out of necessity. Um, yeah, 1-0 down. The first half, we were dreadful. I thought man for man, we were so poor. Ward had a shocker, even outside the goal. Wilf was really, really poor. Um, one person who you know, wasn't bad. And again, second half was good. It's Mateta, who, when we signed him, I kind of thought he was like a Benteke 2.0, but I think that's really doing him a disservice. To be honest, his movement in behind is great. I mean, the, the run, granted, bit mistimed, was good for his disallowed goal. And the finish was lovely. Um, and then for the goal, the penalty, sorry, itself, which I'm not even going to mention, um, what what a bit of hold-up play. Shrugged off two men, um, gave it to Wilf, who then obviously won the pen, uh, well, Mitch, Mitch won the penny, kind of laid it off to him. But yeah, half-time, 1-0 down, we were horrendous. It was one of the first worst halves of football I've seen us play uh, under Vieira. And the second half, again, we were, as per usual, we woke up. 1-1, you know, should have been 2-1, obviously, because of the penalty, which he slipped. That's all I'm going to say. It's nothing deeper than that, no matter what the telegraph time try and tell you. Um, we battered them. It should have been 2-3-1 Palace, but... Again, it, this sounds negative and I'll kind of get onto this a bit later. At least we didn't lose. Um, you know, first half we could and maybe should have been a few goals down. Mitchell basically single-handedly saved two goals. Um, one player who, again, impressed was just Elise, who, I, you know, I could I could make a full hour-long podcast about him and his talent. I just think he's an absolute freak and, like, in a good way, obviously. And uh, when he does eventually leave us I'll be very very sad but he's gonna go on to do some special special things what a goal by Wilf by the way to make it 1-1 um 
I think he could have easily been hooked. But second half, fair play to him. After a really poor first half, he woke up big time. Um, Mitchell was my man of the match for what it's worth. I thought Gay was excellent. Uh, I mean, he's just going from strength to strength. He is an England call-up uh, dark horse for the for Qatar, in my opinion. He's just so, so good. Um, but Mitchell was outstanding. You know, he's come on leaps and bounds, which is great. And even, you know, watching that game, even though it was 1-1 and it was frustrating, just like watching us play the football we did, I was just still like, yeah, this team's class. Like, I just love it. The back four, I mean, three of the back four, so settled. Mitchell just chill it. Like, it's just, we're just a great team to watch. I love it. Again, more on that later, I suppose. Um, and then we go to Brentford, which was a really, really poor performance. Probably the first time I've watched us under Vieira and been like, oh, like normally even after we lose games or draw games, I'm, I'm still a bit excited after watching us, but Christ, like I was not at all after Brentford. Um, weird team selection. I, I mean, I guess I was being rested. I mean, sorry, Elisa was being rested, but like, did he, again, we don't know what his fitness was, but it just seems a bit weird to rest him. Like surely you rest him against Chelsea when I would probably be really, really handy in that game. But, you know, we didn't. Um, we were really poor. They were luck- unlucky to not get a penalty in the first half. Um, Gay's slightly lucky. There was a nudge. Um, and unfortunately, you know what? In games like that, if you get chances, you've got to take them. And and that's been the story of our season. It's been the story of seasons gone by. We get the one chance through Jordan Ayew and he does that. Um, for those who haven't seen it, you know, probably eight, nine yards out, corner of the six-yard box, blast it over the bar. Look, I saw a few people defending him, defending it. Um, if you go through it play by play, right, the pass from Edouard is is fine. It's not bad. It's not great, but it doesn't force Ayu really, really wide. Like from the position Ayu takes a shot in, he should be doing a lot better from there. And I'm not saying that he's got to bury it. You know, you want your winger to score from there, particularly in a game like that. But you know, it's not unforgivable that he's missed. The thing that's unforgivable is blasting it high and wide like you just the thing is you just had no faith in him doing uh, scoring at all and that's like the most concerning thing and it's just frustrating when you've got a player like Elise on the bench who even on his right foot you back him to hit the target like you back him to make something happen there and look I had a really good year like way better probably his best year since um you know since like the first half of 1920 um you know he's really offered a lot of times but his lack of cutting edge and killer instinct like I think having Elise in that position while he's at AFCON has been like oh my god like this is what it's like to have a right winger who's just clinical so I think now like are you playing those games or you know he's an honest hard worker and he protects Ward but you know the fact that Joel Ward is the most defensive right back in the Premier League and you need someone in front of him to, to protect him is just insane to me but also I get it you know I get it um yeah like are you missed that chance and then there's the Wilf penalty instantly at the other end. Now, look, in real time, I didn't think it was a penalty. Uh, and I still don't think it was a penalty. I think Henry's not looking at the ball. But I also think that there's like minimal contact. I, I, I just don't think there's enough in it for it to be a penalty. The co-commentator did say, that's a foul anywhere else on the pitch. But it's not a penalty, which makes no sense to me. Um, yeah, I don't think that's a penalty. However, I also think that, you know, if we're playing a team like Liverpool and that happens to Jota in the box, they probably get that decision. Um, But then equally, you know, on the flip side of that, again, 
if that was given against Palace, we'd be fuming. Like, I don't think anyone would be like, fair enough, that's a foul. Yeah, Henry's not really looked at the ball, but there's, there is minimal contact. I don't think it's a dive. I also don't think it's a penalty. Um, and I think really, like, we don't want Premier League refs giving that. But equally, if they are going to give that in other games, which they clearly will, e.g. Jota versus Palace, then you want to get them in games like that. Um, you know, Brentford, <coughs> Brentford could have easily had a penalty earlier in the game they think there's an agenda against them because that's not given we think there's an agenda against us because the the one's not given for Wilf it's just one of them Uh, I think probably a draw was a fair result at the end of the game like considering how poor we were I think it was actually quite a good point um and that ended something of an anticlimactic week two points from Norwich and Brentford away um this might sound weird but I think actually two points is better than three in just the way that you know, in the position that we're currently in, we're 13th, we're nine points clear of the drop. The most important thing is that the teams below us don't make ground on us. Yeah, it'd be nice to win games to climb the table. I still think bigger picture, we just want to stay up this year. Um, And granted, yeah, we should have beaten Norwich, definitely. And if we played better against Brentford, I think we would have beaten them too. But they didn't win. That's almost more important than us winning. We They didn't win. And if you look at the six teams currently below us, we played Burnley, drew with them. We haven't played Watford yet. Obviously, that'll be a big, some big games, but they're 11 points behind us at this point. Norwich, we played twice, haven't lost. Newcastle, we played, haven't lost. Everton, we played, haven't lost. We beat them. The only team below us who we've lost to this year um, is Leeds. And the only team that we have lost to, the teams that we've lost to in the bottom half of the table, in fact, the only teams we've lost to outside the top six I think, yeah, that's right. The top six at sing stand are Spurs away, Villa at home, Leeds at home. I'm pretty sure that's right. We, Yeah, we drew with Leicester. We drew with Saints. We've drawn home and away against Brighton. We beat Wolves. Um, we haven't lost to Arsenal yet. Like, the, the thing is, we are not losing to the teams around us. We're just drawing loads. We've lost eight games this season. I'm just doing the quick math on this. We lost eight games this season. That was to Liverpool twice, um, to West Ham to Man United away, uh, to Chelsea away, and then Leeds, Villa and Spurs. Yes, so we've only lost um, three times to teams outside the top five this season. That is objectively good for a team like Palace. And yeah, the draws are frustrating, but if you're not losing to the teams around you, you won't go down. That is just how it works. Um, Look, Palace fans understandably are still a bit worried about... um, about relegation. I get it. Like until we're completely 100% safe, we are never, ever going to be completely confident. However, you've got to look at the way we're playing. You've got to look at our form. You've got to look at the form of the teams below us as well. And it's going to be difficult for for Burnley, for Watford, for Norwich, even for Newcastle. Now Trippier's out. Leeds are still struggling. Those teams have got a lot of work to do to catch us up. Right, I know Burnley have got three games in hand on us. However, they've only won one game all season. Don't let that, don't don't twist, get that twisted. Watford looked dreadful under Roy. Norwich is still struggling. Like, I think we'll be okay. And I still think, you know, if we finish seventeenth this season, I'd probably be happy. Um, that it's just bigger picture. You look at the team we have. You look at the the experience or lack thereof. That is not a bad season overall, and I, I stand by that. Um, so bigger picture, we're still having a good season. You know, you can twist it however you want. Oh, we've only won five games. We've only done X, Y, Z. 
you know, if you want to do that, you can say we've only lost eight games this year. That's the same as West Ham, who are fourth, Wolves and Spurs. Like, you can twist it however you want. The, the ultimate bottom line is, after 24 games, we are 13th on 26 points. That is par for a Palace team. Given that this is Vieira's first Premier League season, it's a lot of our players' first Premier League season, we're still a young team, we're getting better. I'd say we're overperforming, to be honest, uh, given given the bigger picture of things. You know, the fact that we're we're just behind Villa, who people are saying are flying. We're just behind Leicester, who won the FA Cup last year. You know, Brighton having a really good year. They've got seven points now, but that's not unassailable at all with, what, 15 games to go. We're doing well, and I, and I think it's easy to forget that. Of course, we've got a big week coming up, or a, a big month, really, was, was February. We've got Chelsea, which is something of a free hit, and we've got Watford and Burnley next too. Again, it's boring, and people aren't going to like me saying this. As long as we don't lose to Watford or Burnley, I think we're, we're, we're looking pretty good. I can honestly see us drawing basically every game for the rest of the season, the way things are going. Um, I think having Maka and Kiate back will be massive, um, especially for those fixtures. Uh but look, overall, we can't complain. You know, granted, we want more. There is definitely more to come from this team. Don't get it wrong. But right now, we're doing all right. We're playing good football. I love watching us play. We're, we're relatively clear of relegation at the moment. So far, this season has been great. I've, I've loved every second. It's been the most enjoyable Palace season for absolutely ages. So you won't catch me complaining too much. On the subject of, of Kiate and Maka coming back, I think there's a really important conversation to be had about what our best team is. I think, I do think that's one thing that Vieira could potentially be criticised for is, you know, do even the players know what the best team is? Who is, you know, if we had a must-win game tomorrow, who plays? And I don't think anyone knows that. Is that necessarily a bad thing? No, because in the right context, it's it's okay. Like it means we've got really good competition for places. We've got some great players who will have to be benched in those games. Um, but it also means that ahead of a busy period, I still don't think we really know. Like what you know, we've got to go all out for a win. Who plays? We just don't know. We don't know how to fit everyone into a team, which is a lovely problem to have, and it's a problem which we haven't had for ages. Um, but I'm going to go through just what I think. Currently, right now, what our best team is. Um, so for me, I mean, even goalkeeper is a tough one. I'd probably go Guaita, but I wouldn't say no to Butland. I really like Butland. I think the back four does pick itself, despite Joel Ward's season or recent form. I think, you know, I don't think Klein is great by any means. The system is based on Ward sitting back right now. That's no bad thing. I would still love to see Jordan Ayew play there. Uh, it won't happen, but I promise you he'd be good. In midfield, I still think the, the three of Kiate, Maka and Gallagher, when everyone is fit, that's number one. You know, those three earlier in the season showed they had the perfect balance. I think you could easily put Hughes in there somewhere. He's been great, maybe in Maka's place. But I just think, like, we've really missed Kiate and we've really missed Maka. And Gallagher, that got the best out of Gallagher as well, giving him a free role to kind of roam forward get in the box, etc. Um, so for me, that's the best midfield three. And the front three right now, at the time of of recording, it's definitely Elise on the right. And I would actually say it's definitely Mateta up front. <sighs> Look, oh, oh. again, I can't even say. <sighs> I'm going to say Edouard left wing. 
right now is Edouard left wing. I know Will scored a world against Norwich, but I just think Edouard in that position is so effective. Like, he's so direct, uh, so clinical and, and decisive. For me, it's him. For me, it's him over Wilf. That might be controversial. But the fact that I'm even being able to make like a podcast point of this shows that it is far from clear cut. Um, and that's that's a really useful thing to have in some ways. But also, you know, the game against Watford, the game against Burnley, who plays, I don't know. But for me, that's our best 11. Uh, feel free to, to disagree with me on that. Um, looking forward, will it be in probably three weeks time? No, you know, Ben Teke might be back in the in the mire then, you know. Hughes might be killing the game. You just don't know. But right now, you know, if we were to play against Watford or Burnley, that's who I'd play. Obviously, Chelsea, you can't play Gallagher. I think we'll go flat midfield three against Chelsea. One thing I will say is Schlupp does not get in that best best 11 in centre mid. No way. I thought against Norwich, he actually played quite well. But look, it doesn't take a genius to work out that the balance in midfield has been so off since uh, since Schlupp came into it. him and Kiate are not like for like. Everyone's been asked to do a different job and it just hasn't worked. And why we're still playing that that midfield is kind of beyond me a bit. Like if you look at league results, I don't think we've won in the league with those three playing together yet, um, which is a bit concerning. Like why we're persevering with it, I'm not sure. I'm just, I'm just looking back through the fixtures now. I think we actually beat Norwich and, and that was... No, Norwich, that's a complete lie. Uh, Kiate played instead of, instead of Gallagher in that. Look, they've been, there's been very, very limited success with that team. Why it's still being played with, I don't know. But Kiate and Maka being back will be huge. And that's an important, important thing to remember with our recent run of form. We've been missing two of our best three midfielders. Uh, we missed Wilf as well, who's obviously really important for depth. This team has still got a lot to come. And I think 13th is good. And next season might be even better. Um, as, as the last kind of talking point of this podcast, I've asked what this season's goal should be. It's to stay up. Like, again, people will will concert, will be like, oh, we should be more ambitious. Other people will be like, oh, God, we're not safe. We're nine points clear of 18th and we're 11 points off 7th. Like, we are basically about as mid-table as it gets. If we got one more point, we would be slap bang in the middle of them. We're in a position now where, you know, some teams have caught up with their games in hand. There was a point where it looked like we had played more games than everyone. That's not the case anymore. Yeah, our recent form isn't great. We haven't won uh, since Norwich at home, which I think is in five five games time. But, you know, the form says one thing. But in that period, you know, granted Brentford, Norwich disappointing results. We played Liverpool. We should have got something from them. We played Brighton, who are a good team. We should have won that game. West Ham, we got Lukard. And then it's Norwich. Like, it's not like we've been floundering recently at all. It's just a bit of a, a bit of a sticky patch of form. Every single team in the league will have it. We won't be the first. We won't be the last. You know, if we go on a, a run, which is very possible, by the way, you know, we've got some very winnable away games and Celeste has been a fortress this year. There is nothing, to, there's no one to say that we can't beat the likes of Arsenal, the likes of Chelsea, uh, the likes of United at Celeste. There's, there's no way that's impossible. So what this season has to come, I don't know. You know, we could easily finish top half still. Like, again, with three points off top half, like who says we can't finish there? it's just a bit of a, it's been a bit of a demoralising time for Palace. I think, and I think because this season has been full of such highs, you know, that, that kind of September to December time was an amazing time to be a Palace fan. We barely lost any games. We were absolutely flying. 
We played some great football. Gallagher got his England call up. You know, Elise was coming through. Edouard was killing it. Anderson and Gay were, you know, that honeymoon period is always going to go a little bit. But we're still in the cup, you know, with two games from Wembley. We're 13th in the league. We're slap bang mid-table. We've got some very winnable away games coming up. Granted, we've only won one away game all year. But, you know, there is still a lot to be positive about uh, Palace this year. And again, even the Norwich game where... You know, we weren't great. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. We were not great. I was sat there thinking, man, this team is just great. Like, I love watching them. I love watching Anderson Gay. It's great watching Mitchell turn into a mature left back. I still love Will Hughes. He's so tenacious in midfield. We haven't had a midfielder like him that's not Maka for so long, it feels like. Elise is just brimming with talent. It's a young team. It's fresh. Like, we're so not reliant on Wilf anymore. Like, it's just great. I just I just love it, mate. This team is class. We finished 17th. It will be one of my most enjoyable seasons as a Palace fan in such a long time. And, and I stand by that. Um, enjoy the ride, everyone. We're a young team. You know, we can have some massive things ahead of us. We do with the academy, with Vieira, with the players we have. This year is the start. Like, this is not a pinnacle of Palace. This is the start of what's going to be a special, special journey. And I'll be there for the ride. Um, and I hope you will be as well. Anyway, that is it. Thank you very much for listening. If you don't already, follow me at TalkCPFC on Twitter. Um, I'm hoping I'll be all right by the Chelsea game. I think isolation rules dictate that if I have two negative tests, I will be able to go. So I'm hoping that will happen. We have got Chelsea on the Saturday, haven't we? Uh, let me just double check. Yeah, we do. Saturday, three o'clock. That's rare for a, for a Chelsea game. Um, yeah, very much looking forward to that. Um, I hope everyone else yeah, has, has a good week, had a, had a nice week. There were some good away days last week. I know the results weren't great, but Brentford and Norwich can be quite fun, especially Brentford. Um, weird stadium, but whatever. And then Watford uh, in a couple of weeks, that is, that's a good one. Or next week, that's a good one. I'm quite, I'm quite jealous that I'm not going to that. But uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Follow me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you don't already. And I'll catch you soon for another podcast. My, my free plan has expired on, on Spreaker. Uh, I will be carrying on uploading. I'm really happy with the response I've had. Um, You know, really good, really good support from you guys. Thank you so much for that. We'll get bigger and better uh, as the season goes on. Just like Paddy V's Red and Blue Army. He knows what we need. Come on, you palace.